Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know, those intro songs keep getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> Anthony's like, you know what, dude, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> In the beginning, it was like solos and like behind your back and like playing it with your teeth. <laughs> Now it's like literally half a second. <laughs> You're like, just get on with it. I, I got, I got uh, some socks to buy. I don't know why I said socks. You, I associate socks with you. You always have like cool socks. I have, yeah. I usually have colorful like socks. Yellow on. socks. I don't yeah. know. What's up, dude? Sunglasses or no? I can't tell. I, you know, I like them. They yeah. match my shirt. Yeah, they do. In the background. Yep, they're just as feminine as your shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does that come in men's? Hey. Oh, hello. No, actually, I and checked. No. You checked. I said no. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're one of those guys. You buy just you know. It doesn't matter, right? You're very unisex, right? Yeah. Your stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll you got a big any. foot, though. You got a huge foot. This one? Yeah, that's a big foot. What are you? Thirteen? Fourteen? <laughs> like a twelve. Oh, okay. That's still pretty big. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a borderline mutant. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> 14 is like, if you're not a pro athlete, something went wrong in your life. But if you're like, <laughs> if you're like a 12, then, you know, it's, you know, you, you pack in and, you know, maybe you're a drummer or something. I don't know. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. So tell us, Anthony, where did you play recently? I want to plug oh, your awesomeness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just in L.A. at the Terragram yeah, Ballroom. Yeah. Big ass place. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. I was one of the support acts for uh, Big Black Delta. Pretty so cool, cool LA band. You know, Adam was in town, but he doesn't like to hang out with us. <laughs> so he likes to pretend he's going to hang out with you. And yeah. then he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I got CBS executives that want to, like, you know, play Jenga or whatever. <laughs> so um, I went, and of course I missed you, which is just hilarious because that's the kind of friend I am. I always come, ah. a, little, I can always come up a little short. Well, that, that's did, how bad the park is. Not like Adam. I mean, I actually showed up. Yeah, to, you, you showed up at the spot. <laughs> Adam was like, I'll be, I'll be at all your shows, will you? Okay. <laughs> I'm in a mood today. I'm going after Adam. It's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, where was I? Sure, I'll tell you. I was, yeah, where were you? Where, you were doing... You... <laughs> Got to work on that, man. Come on. Got to work on this banter. I thought we were still talking about me. Okay, we'll still talk about you. <laughs> no, I'm just so, kidding. So you did the gig. So did, it was. No, uh, what tell us about Black Delta? What's who's this? Oh, it's this. I know this guy on on Twitter mainly. Okay. Uh, we met in the uh, Eve Six uh, replies. Okay, explain that. They retweeted you and then became a fan or something. <clears throat> yeah, we I, we probably started talking about music in the in the in the comments of Eve okay. Six tweets and then and then he followed me I followed him and okay we, uh, Eve Six is a pretty big band uh Jeff yeah. and I have no idea who that is but Adam does yeah. oh yeah <laughs> you don't remember you remember them Inside I, Out? I've heard of them don't they have an album where there's a fly on the front yeah is that it's the, got a fly okay, all right yeah okay I'm, I'm in the ballpark <laughs> so anyway, anyways wait, so you, yeah so you got the gig through through, yeah, through yeah, I was I uh, I tweeted that I was coming to LA mm-hmm. um like 2 months ago and then uh he reached out and he was like I'm going to ask around for you and uh and then he was like hey if you want to oh, you know be one of our openers for this gig you can uh you can do the gig. And so I did. 
That's awesome. And just so you guys know, this was a big, cool ballroom. Like it was like a yeah. real music place. When Anthony told me he was playing a place, I just imagined behind, you know, Ch Ch Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like I didn't think it was like you <laughs> know, some dude's house. It was just going to be some dude's <laughs> studio party. <laughs> it's like, uh, it like a real, real rock club. It was like a yeah. real music gig. And like, then I what? walked in. It was, I was late. So I missed his wonderful act. But everybody was yeah. buzzing. They were like the guy with the guitar and the head long hair. He's really funny. And so, and I think that's interesting, though, because we talked about it for a second. But I think um, it's funny because there's a stigma with comedy and music. And uh, there's it's definitely something that some people enjoy, some people judge, whatever. But it's it's like when you go to a comedy club and there's a guy with a guitar, sometimes, you know, people embrace it. And sometimes they don't, you know. And but the, what I but what I think we talked about with music, when somebody kind of like goes in and you're doing music but you make it funny in a serious music environment sometimes that goes well i think like yeah uh, it's like it's refreshing because everybody's you know doing this cut cutting yourself music and then somebody gets <laughs> up there it's like hey i got punchlines and stuff so i don't know i think that's a good element for you like you should find more less comedy clubs and more serious <laughs> music yeah venues. i i'm i'm uh thinking the same and also the thing is, you know, if you're opening for a band, you still get yeah. to do like 25, 30 minutes. Nah, if it's you're cool. Opening, you know, like as opposed to showcases on stand-up shows where you're doing. Yeah, I think minutes. it's really great. So back to me. So yes, where I, were you? So I was Let's in Vegas. I was at Ooh, the World Vegas. Series of Comedy, which is uh, it's it's something I don't usually like because it's uh, they they add the element of competition with the art of stand-up comedy. And I've had a lot of bad experiences with these kind of things. I had a meltdown on Last Comic Standing. <laughs> I've, you know, motherfucked judges at, at contests before. <laughs> I've, I've just been a maniac. And so I always hate it. And the comics are always weird. And and so I had done this before. I'd done it like uh, World Series of Comedy. And it was somewhere, I think it was in like um, Missouri or something. It was uh, somewhere out there and it was pretty cool. But this time originally it was in Vegas and they had to move it. But it was back. Now it's back in Vegas at the Strat and whatever. So Stratosphere uh, Hotel and thing. And uh, so it was it was, you know, so that's why I wanted to do it. And um, so, yeah, so I got on this thing and it was just like I didn't prepare for it. I was very loose and whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of the comics were kind of like trying to do the thing. I was just getting up and just fucking around. And then I would just get the, then I just win. I kept winning all these rounds. <laughs> And nice. I was just like, I guess don't give a shit is the key. And then here's the deal. I had one show and I'm last. I'm closing it out. And it's like seven comics. I'm closing it out. And I have to follow not one, but two music acts. <laughs> and these guys are phenomenal. It's I mean, the crowd was going crazy. And it was like, they were both great guys. Well, one guy was really great. The other guy I didn't like so much. But and it was like, it was one guy was a guitar guy. And he, I mean, he was like a Muslim um, cowboy guy. He had dreads. He was fantastic. We got along really well. And, you know, we both dressed the same. And uh, he, we had a lot of fun. It, he did really well. And then a guy with a violin went up. And he was really good. And the crowd went crazy for both these guys. And so it's one of those situations I'm closing it out. I'm like, how am I going to, there's no way I'm going to advance. So I just decided I'll just shit on them and uh, <laughs> see how that goes. 
<laughs> so, so I got up and I was just like, wow, I guess I should have learned how to play an instrument. Could somebody bring me a couple of spoons? Hey, buddy, you want to start a jug band? Can you do the hand bone? And then everybody went nuts and I won that freaking round. Nice. So I came in second. I didn't win first, which, you know, everybody says I should have. But, you know, whatever. I'm not 22. That's why I didn't win. But, you know, but I did come in second out of 500 people. So that's, I think that's amazing. Yeah, five hundred. You know what? People. You're number one in my heart. I appreciate it. And number two was good. I got a manager yeah. out of it, and uh, maybe wow. a special. I'm discussing some stuff, so it's like really cool, man. Yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. World Series of Comedy. Uh, Joe Lauer's over there does a great job. A lot of people like don't want to do these kinds of things, but it's definitely worth it. I had a great time. So maybe That's awesome. you should, I think you should uh, sign up for next year. Anthony. I, I recommend yeah. it. Because a lot of people see you. I got a lot of bookings out of it. It was like really cool. That's great. That's so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And you're in Vegas. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like who doesn't want to perform in Vegas? Like, well, the yeah. were horrible, but uh, <laughs> four o'clock and six o'clock shows. Oh yeah. But no, oh. but it's in a casino or something. So nobody knows what time it is. Exactly. Well, the, yeah, these people do cause they have to eat in 30 minutes, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was interesting. It was like the crowds are, I feel like I emceed every show cause I like had to break them open. Yeah. But, uh, but I had a good time. It was cool. But, uh, but the element of comedy and music, I think it's, it's definitely, it's not easy to do and it's also not easy to follow. I think that's the thing. Um, so I didn't have a lot of time. I was looking for one particular record most yeah. of the time. Cause I'm late because I'm looking through my collection <laughs> and I'm trying to find a record and I don't alphabetize properly. So I can mm. never find anything. So I just gave up. I was trying to get stuff from high school, but, um, but I did, I did grab something. I kind of listened to in high school. I discovered Tom Waits in high school mm. and, uh, Tom Waits is, you know, there's nobody with a voice like this. This is like this gargoyle from hell, jazz, fucking hobo, train riding, fucking. It's just, it's just, you know, you can't really describe it. It's just the coolest, deepest, you know, kind of hippest thing you'll ever hear. And when you first hear Tom Waits, it's really this, it's an experience because it's yeah. just, it's so, it's so soul wrenching and it's just such good stuff. This is, uh, this is the live uh, live album at uh, the Anaho Theater in Chicago, uh, 76. Oh, and, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's been around a while. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. And, so, uh, it's, um, 76, this, was that before he was, like, really doing the Cookie Monster voice? Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, almost... Really, uh, all that, and you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna sum it up as a Cookie Monster voice? <laughs> Come on. This is, like, this is, like, one of the best artists in the world. And a great fucking actor, and you're going to call him the Cookie Monster. I can't I, wait. No, I, I like his yeah. stuff. But you know how his, his voice sounds. It's not the cookie monster. It's like this soulful, raw, Otis Redding, fucking crazy, fucking gargoyle. It's it's good shit. Sandpapered soul is what it is. You're going to call him the cookie monster. Oh, the cookies. I the cookie. didn't sound like that. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. All right. Anyway, it's a good album. Check it out. Get you some Tom Waits. Uh, he's also played Renfield and Dracula. Uh, he's also one of my favorite Jim Jarmusch movies, Coffee and Cigarettes. Great he, one. Uh, he's yeah. just, you know, a very talented renaissance man. And uh, but his music is cool, man. You got to kind of be in the mood for it. It'll definitely take you down. But it's it's sexy and weird. It's not like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> and, uh, 
I can't even with you, but, uh, but that's, let's get some Tom Waits. All right, everybody. We're going to start the show before I beat up Anthony through the zoom screen, <laughs> bring us some music in buddy and, uh, bring in my other co-host. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my, uh, other co-hosts and partners in music. Look at those rings. We got Adam Holtz and Jeffrey Paul. Yeah. Look at my, my judge shirt. Does that impress you, Jeff? Oh. Got a judge shirt. Nobody rocks a judge yeah, shirt. Somewhat. Man, why you got to be like that? Were you yeah, going to say Tom Waits is the cookie monster too? Jesus Christ. He shits on Mellencamp. He shits on the Eagle. He's shitting on Tom Waits. Don't shit on the judge. This is America's mom and daughter. (laughs) Are you telling me that you don't think sometimes Tom Waits sings a little bit like the cookie monster? No, he doesn't. (laughs) I, I, I may have to slide with Anthony on this oh, one. My. All right, I'm I'm close. I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> I can't with you guys. Adam, save me. Tom Waits, good shit. Yeah, yeah. Same. I just I just started listening to him you're too. Sophisticated from Reza, because you're recently, sophisticated. Yeah. I like Tom Waits. I like these two like losers. <laughs> Cookie Monster, get out of here, man. <laughs> It's from like 14 packs a day and and just tears. That's what that voice is. <laughs> just hardship and heartbreak. It's good shit. Whiskey. whiskey. A lot yeah. of whiskey. Yeah, a lot of whiskey. A lot uh, of whiskey. Whatever. All right. You you started listening to him, Adam? You like him? Yeah. It's good yeah, stuff. I was listening to, uh, what was the album? Uh, it was Rain Dogs. Nice. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Don't let these two ding butts freaking like uh, steer you machine? somewhere. That's a good Shut one. Shut up! You don't know what that is. <laughs> you just, go- you just googled that. You just googled that. <laughs> no, that one. It's the one that <laughs> has that song. I don't want to grow up, which is my favorite Tom Waits song. Because I'm the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Oh my God! Really? You know? Is that what's happening right now? Poor That's him. how it goes. He's, he's yeah. heart and soul. He is heart and soul. He's good stuff. And nobody sounds like it. It's like this weird thing. It's like I can't even like, it's kind of jazz. It's kind of blues. It's kind of just it's alternative weird. I don't know what it is. It's good. I saw, um, what did I see? I, I think I saw a ballet because, well, because I was dated ballet dancer. Just, I had to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> really hard. I'm sure yeah. you did. I did. Oh, really? Sure you did? <laughs> I you I know you're fucking with me if you don't think I have game. I didn't <laughs> I didn't need a, a Mormon girl from that went to Juilliard that was a ballet dancer. I might have, and I need to lower my voice. My girl's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they did a ballet, and it actually wasn't ballet. It was uh, you know this, Jeff. You're you're kind of on the femme side because you're a phenomenal dancer. Uh, Martha Graham. Martha Graham. Uh, dance kind of modern dance with a fusion of ballet see i i can now culture all Is that like can. an alvin alley kind of thing <sighs> please stop <laughs> you're gonna ruin our friendship and it was all tom waits music and it was fantastic and where then was it threw, then they threw out cookies at the end of the show um <laughs> it was in new york it was at some theater some little cool theater yeah that sounds like something would be like a small little theater like, in, yeah, like John, some like st yeah. mark's theater or something it that was sounds cool. pretty cool actually yeah it was cool and I do, I do date chicks back in the day. <laughs> chicks like me, Jeff. <laughs> I used to be cool. I used to be really handsome back in the day. And then it just all went to shit. I'm covering it all up with hats and sunglasses. All right. Lots of just for men. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> 
you know, we're talking this whole month has been fun. Um, it's been, uh, you know, back to school music. You know, what what kind of moved us is we were kids in school, you know, all that stuff. Last week, you missed it, uh, Anthony. Oh, just so you know, Anthony, not a big Foo Fighters fan. And uh, you covered the Foo Fighters album. And I'm not just retaliating because of your cult comments, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's pop Nirvana. I feel it's Nirvana mm. without soul. Like it feels, you know, it feel it felt like it was something that um, I don't know that I wouldn't listen to unless there was the backstory of Dave Grohl and everything. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I feel like it's if it didn't have all that, I don't know if it's something I would want to be, you know, listening to. Yeah. So you know, but there are a couple of good hits on that at particular album. I think that's the best album. Like I don't know. I great. feel like they haven't been able to follow that one because I remember when that came out, I bought the CD and it was great. But you know, it was just I don't know. I just kind of fell out of love with them. That yeah. that might have been their last great album. I like the first yeah. three. That's the third. Do you think that seeing them live changes things for you? Uh, I mean, they're a great live band. But yeah. I haven't I haven't seen them actually live in in a while. I th- okay. Uh, I liked seeing them. You know, I saw them. I, I, I think I talked about it on the on the episode. But I saw I saw well, them. I was here. Halloween so show. Talk to me. <laughs> I saw them do a, a Halloween show, uh, like maybe two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah. something like that. And they came out just like the Hives, and nice. they did the Hives song hate to say i told you so <laughs> and then uh for the encore they brought out fred schneider from the b-52s and they did planet uh, claire okay all right and they always do cool stuff like that they they okay. brought out um roger taylor one time okay uh, so in order for them to be good live they have to bring out other talented people <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying okay that's that, they brought that, that out the cookie monster this one i get time. it, it was pretty a lot of bands like that i get it when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, Cutting my hat off here. So today we're excited. (laughs) Yeah, we have. We're not fair people in the world. He thinks I don't like him, but I would. I would take a bullet in the leg for this guy, and uh, he's very, uh, which is fitting because he was a cop. But uh, he's knows a lot about music, and we're excited for his his album uh, that he's going to showcase for us today. Uh, Jeffrey Paul, what do you got for us? Yeah. All right. So Jeffrey Paul, in high school, I was obsessed with Black Sabbath. Okay, my they were my favorite band growing up. You know, the, the riff that you played, Iron Man. I think that was the song that got me into Sabbath. Love, love Sabbath. I had a I had a I remember I had a denim jacket with a, you know with a Sabbath cross nice. in the back. It said Black Sabbath. You know, so I love Sabbath. You know that everyone knew music. I loved Black Sabbath. And then in 1980, you know, like they changed lead singers. And it, to me, that was traumatic, you know, like no, like Ozzy's not going to be in Sabbath anymore because in the late 70s, Ozzy is a mess. He, he's really into drugs. He's, a, he's an alcoholic. Um, he's producing little to no material for an album that that they have the commission to uh, put out. 
the pressure's on for the record company and Tony Iommi fires Ozzy. It's unthinkable that this could ever happen. You know, Iommi was getting tired of Ozzy for years. This was building up. In um, 77, he kind of tinkered with trying to replace Ozzy with a guy by the name of Dave Walker. And uh, in England, they went on a TV show called Look Here. And uh, they, they did a couple of Sabbath songs and like backlash fans weren't feeling it. Um, but by the end of the 70s, by 79, early 1980, Iomi has had it. He starts to meet secretly with Ronnie James Dio mm. and they start writing and they hit it off. And he's like, hey, look, I got a singer. I got a new direction that we're going to go in. He fires Ozzy. And this kind of hurt the bass player, Giza Butler. And we had spoken about him early on when we did the first Sabbath album. We talked about what a great bass player he was and what, how he uh, his contributions to the music and, and the lyrics. Um, so he, he leaves the band for a little while, is replaced by Greg uh, Gruber, who was in a band with, um, with uh, Dio. Dio used to be in, in a couple of bands. He was notably Elf. And then um, he was also in Rainbow. Um, so, he, you know, he leaves, comes back and they they start writing. Somehow they get Martin Birch, who everyone knows from Deep Purple and Rainbow. He produces the album and they create a fucking masterpiece that changes the style of Sabbath. You know, uh, they become less like hard riff driven a little bit more melodic in in their writing um dio is as different a singer as you can get than ozzy i mean completely completely different and you know it gives this album gives uh fans i think a chance to like really grow so when this album comes out i'm in high school and i'm i'm like talking to girls at parties and like my whole rap is like I don't know what this album's going to sound like. I mean, they fired Ozzy and girls like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I was just, all I did was, was, was talk about like Sabbath and Ozzy. Yeah. Chicks, and yeah, that, chicks that never chicks, works. Chicks, yeah. Chicks like that. And they like, like rush. Okay. If you really, if you really want to go like to, to a concert where there's like 95% guys go see Iron Maiden, Rush and Black Sabbath. All right. So uh, I, the album comes out, I get the album and in my opinion, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, opening track, uh, Neon Knights. Think Judas Priest. It's kind of like a Judas Priest style song. Um, you know, Dio's vocals. Uh, I own his guitar playing. It's heavy. It's heavier. It's as heavy as anything that ever went down during the Ozzy era. Um, it's also one of the last songs written uh, for the band. Now, one of the one of the, one of the kind of like the rumors and like the, the hidden um, the hidden secrets of this album is when Giza left. How many songs did Greg Gruber actually perform on, and how many songs did uh, uh, Giza perform on? Uh, because uh, Gruber got no writing credits and. All four members of Sabbath got writing credits on every single song on this album. Um, but this song, you could you could see the new direction in which Sabbath is going in. You know, if you know anything about Dio, he's like he, he looks like a little wizard. You know, everything's <laughs> really everything's the occult and, and mystify. He's, he's this. He's the guy who came up with the with the devil horns, you know, which is supposed to ward off the evil spirit is what he was doing. And everything, you know, a lot of 
lyrics about dragons and kings, you know? And it's more along the lines of like Richie Blackmore and Rainbow, because Richie Blackmore is really into that whole Renaissance period, you know, where dragons and kings would have like appeared. So you could see maybe where the lyrics of this song went, but as far as heavy, this song is as heavy as it gets. Then you, then it's then it's followed by I'm just only gonna go through five songs on this album. Uh, it's a short album too. It's only eight songs that come in under 40 minutes. Um, Children of the Sea, which is a phenomenal song. Uh, one of the first, this is one of the songs that was written in like the secret meetings between Dio and uh, Tony Iommi. And it starts with a nice little acoustic uh, intro, a little falsetto, and then it builds into classic Sabbath um, with the with the uh, Giza Butler uh, Butler baseline, and you know this is what makes you think. Well, maybe he did record it. Also, there were rumors that they recorded the album and then brought Giza back to overdo the baselines on this. So there's a kind of like a lot of figades and stuff that may have gone on during this uh, the recordings of this album. Then there's the title track, and I, the title track, in my opinion, has one of the most famous opening uh, metal riffs of all time. You know, that that galloping, you know, you know, that and then 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 it goes into the gallop and there is I don't know how to play it. I don't know how to play it. Yeah. So it's you know, and then should have learned some of these. It's it's this song here where it is where like it is really douchey on my part because <laughs> because it's like you doing I, something douchey. I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, no. You're gonna like you, Dustin. You're gonna like this <laughs> because I took one of the lines from I start this. Talking. Go ahead. This I took one of the lines from this song and made it like like you know like a high school quote in your yearbook. Mm. Uh, yeah, I took the line. What and was you, it? What, yeah. Okay, I, I thought it was really profound, man. Like like I thought this I was really deep. Like like I was poet Jeff, and like the line I took like like you don't know me, man. You don't know how deep I am, and. Here was the line, you know, the world is full of kings and queens that blind your eyes and steal your dreams. That was the line. Ew. Wow. <laughs> you put that in people's yearbooks and they didn't check a bus. So you had a bomb. It's a different time. It was that's before that. If you wrote that down, you would, yeah, you would be on, on a list. <laughs> you got to check this kid out. This kid's like, you know, you know what I put in the yearbook? I put, uh, remember Grant. Remember Lee to hell with them. Remember me. That's what I did. That's, I a, classic. Like That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to show it was deep, man. I was deep. deep. You right. know, the world is full of kings and queens, Dustin. You got to blind your eyes and steal your dreams. Yeah, man. I thought I would have hung out with you, but after this, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't blame, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm the guy with long hair, obsessed with Sabbath, and thinking that I was deep by quoting Sabbath lyrics. Um, right. And then, like two other songs, I just I, I, I'm my favorites. I love these songs. I still love them to this day. Uh, Wishing Well and Die Young. I just think they're just phenomenal, phenomenal songs. Wishing Well. Cat She's all hell. Great, great uh, solo by uh, Iomi. And Die Young is one of these songs, that, you know, where in typical Sabbath style, start slow. You know, uh, very, you know, it's a song that starts with a guitar solo, a very heady, like spacey guitar solo. And then just breaks into this fast paced, like, like ripper of a song and Dio singing, man, he could sing the, 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 the phone book 
for I care. And it would still sound amazing. You know, especially in my the lexicon, A's, you know? <laughs> especially the A's. A's. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I'm making a route, a Mount Rushmore of singers, he That's is on my Mount Rushmore of singers. Phenomenal. So this is like this identifies me in high school. This this was everything. I loved it. And I went to I saw them every time they came around with, with especially awesome. with Dio. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, well, first of all, I'm glad that you found Black Sabbath, or you probably would have blown up to school. So I'm, it, <laughs> it, it, it definitely gave you something that you needed. And I think, um, you know, I love Ronnie James Dio, and uh, I even like the doo-wop stuff, you know, that you find on YouTube and stuff. Like he's got this voice that is like no other. Back in the day, um, yeah. Uh, Rainbow in the Dark, I think, is one of the top ten hard rock songs of all Great time. Great song. Great song. Um, but I don't Ride like it with Sabbath. I feel like um, this is the day Sabbath uh, that when this joint happened, I feel like it's the day punk kind of left metal and everybody started doing this kind of high end singing and kind of more theatrics as opposed to, you know, I mean, the, the early Black Sabbath had the theatrics, but I just had this kind of darkness to it that didn't feel manufactured. It didn't, it felt like not, I, I, Ronnie James Dio is legit for sure. But something about Ozzy with that band, just, you know, it, it's just like, kind of like we listen to ACDC when you listen to the early stuff and Brian Johnson kills it, but it just still is not what that was. Even though I think they became a better band, because they really they were they jailed more as they went on, but there's just something about Ozzy with Black Sabbath. I've seen Ozzy with Black Sabbath, and there's something magical about it. Um, and I think Ronnie James Dio adds a little, it's a little too high pitch for me. I just feel like Ozzy's voice for some reason resonates a little more with me, and I just feel like I don't know, I feel like metal got cheesier after that. I feel like it, um, there's some it kind of went down the road of all those bands, everybody tried to be that. You know, and I feel like it got, I don't know, it got a little girly, Jeff. And uh, I feel like Ozzy kind of kept it a little more punky. And uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think it's good. I think it's a great album in the sense of what it is. And I think find replacing a singer is difficult. And I think Ronnie James Dio is super talented. But um, I don't know. It just doesn't quite. It's not something that I would really listen to as opposed I would listen to the early Sabbath stuff way before I'd really get into this album. But I, th uh, I think he made a good point, a very good point about how you saw bands going in this direction with going with the higher pitch things. Absolutely. And two examples that come to mind are two of my favorite bands. Iron Maiden went from Paul Diano, who was a punk. Okay, and Sabbath was, you know, made him a little bit more punky to, to Bruce Dickinson, who's also one of my favorite singers. And then yeah. you look at uh, a couple of years later with Van Halen going from Roth, who was kind of grittier, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a more sophisticated singer in uh, Sammy Hagar. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's kind of, and I'm not, you know, at all shitting on this album. It's, it's very well produced and it's a very good album for what it is. I just, you know, I just feel it's such a drop from those early raw, just freaking haunting, you know, Sabbath it's different. albums. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah, it's a little more mainstream in a sense, even though, you know, Dio is a rocker and everything. I still feel it's, it's, it still feels like, I don't know. I feel like Sabbath probably didn't get as much radio play as they would now, as opposed to, you know, so I'm sure the early days were tough getting those albums played, but you know, I don't well, know. I think it was just, uh, it was good. Uh, Anthony, how are you feeling about this Sabbath <laughs> album with Ronnie James Dio? I, uh, I, I, 
I like this album and I also agree with most of the stuff that you said, Dustin. Uh, but I like it. I, um, I heard it probably for the first time in like in my, in my early twenties. Uh, I, I had always been kind of resistant to even attempt to listen to the Dio stuff or any of the other singers, uh, that weren't Ozzy. Um, and it was so much better than I thought it would be. The first time I heard it, I just, I remember really liking it. This, this album. And then the, the next one, Mob Rules, Mob I also, Rules. I mean, they're kind of the same album, but I, I like, there's a lot of standout tracks on those two, on those two albums. Um, I like That's, that they didn't attempt to do, uh, to like really replace Ozzy with somebody that was an imitation of Ozzy. I think that was a, a smart move. Um, and you know, like you were saying, it, it's, it, it, it doesn't really, to me, it's not as good as the, the, the classic early albums that they did with Ozzy, but I, you know, I'd never really listened to some of the stuff that came out right before this album. So when I was done listening to this one, I, I checked out the last album that Ozzy sang on with never them. Say and die, right? it, yeah, never say die. And it's awful. That's Everything right. about it. That's the right. production it's, it's is terrible. Right. The songs are well, he just, fucked up at the time. It was yeah. so yeah. it was bad. And then even the one before that, I forget what it was called. Technical ecstasy. Yeah, even that one. Right. Is, the production is better than Never Say Die, but it's still yeah, nah, just there's know. nothing. So I, I just wanted context because it's like yeah, it, it's no nothing Good like point. the first two, or even like um, you know, sabotage or Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Doesn't sound like that at all. And it's not better than that stuff, but it is better than where they were headed <laughs> with great points. With Ozzy. Great points. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, but you know, Ozzy got it together. You know, he came. Yeah, they sounded yeah. great when well, they. Then I he saw comes them. out that same year with a, a monster debut. He album. was crushing it. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. with uh, you know, Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard he of buried Oz. them actually. You know, yeah. it's so you know he yeah. the jokes on them because he actually you know got it together enough to was it. Uh, what was that? Both. Diary of a Madman and all that stuff. No, it was, it, you had. Um, yeah, you're, you're right. It was yeah. um, Blizzard of Oz and then Diary of a Madman. Yeah, which are yeah. both phenomenal albums. But both, yeah. but, you know, Sabbath, you know, they had the highest record sales with this album. And, mm. you know, it turned out to be actually good for both of them. Yeah. There's probably but, a lot of, I, you know, I feel there's sabotage that happens too with music when, you know, when guys are on their way out, you know, he was probably in the fucking studio going, ah, the fucking song. Contract, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. Drinking whiskey, he's got two whores he next to him. You know what I mean? It sounds know like that was, yeah. I, I was reading about the that last <laughs> album that they all made before this one and it, it sounds like that's what it was they were just they wanted to get paid from the record label and yeah it was like a an obligation but it, it seems like once ozzy left they had a like a handful of singers it seems like every album was like them trying to do a comeback like eight albums after that <laughs> yeah they did two albums with dio then they did they got gillen from um from deep purple then they got uh uh, who's who's not, not Eric Martin? Uh, Paul Martin. Something you know, Martin. Who, who there was a do, Martin. 
Right. So they, he did. He did a couple. So they, they right. and, and after that, bad. you kind of start to lose track. You're right. I I, th- I thought that yeah, because I was I was skimming through all of that because I wanted even more context for like what was going on with the band during this time. So and, Twitch people, uh, let us know Ozzy or Dio. Who do you yeah. like better with Black Sabbath? And Adam, talk to us, buddy. All right. Um. So this is uh actually the first time I've listened to uh Heaven and Hell, and um. You know, before that, I think my earliest exposure to Black Sabbath was that at least I can remember was in high school, um, probably through Beavis and Butthead and through uh, the Days of Confused <laughs> soundtrack. Nice. <laughs> so nice. It was uh, Iron Man in uh, Paranoia. Two great references, by the yep. way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, I, I wish I got more into them. Um, uh, and you know, I know more of the Aussie Black Sabbath. Um, and this is really the almost the first exposure I've had to the Dio's Black Sabbath. Um, you know, like like you were saying before, Dustin, it's um, there. There's like a there's a raw sound to Ozzy's voice, and Dio's voice is just so it's operatic. It, it's very processed. It's it, but it's yeah. but it's still um, you you know um, I, I I know if I'd heard this in college, I probably would have become a I, I could have seen myself becoming a pretty big Black Sabbath fan off of um off of Dio's uh album. Yeah, well I do like the solo stuff, you know. I just uh for some reason I like it better than this. I don't know why. But uh I mean in Rainbow the, uh, in the Dark, that tour was phenomenal. That's a great and, song. Uh, actually Jeff, this um so this video behind me is Black Sabbath live in Uniondale Heaven and Hell tour at the Nassau Coliseum. It's probably at that show. Was that and I remember I remember that stage setup and that was part of the Black and Blue tour. They they yep. they did a co-headlining tour with Blue Oyster Cult where they would flip, you know, who would close every every uh, night, every other nice. night. Right. Yeah. And uh, we got in the chat. We got uh, your mom's arch enemy says Heaven and Hell ranks number five on my Black Sabbath list. Okay. Oh. I mean, the first four with Ozzy. The first one with Ozzy is insanely great. <laughs> there is just something about that that band that when they're together, you know, I saw I saw them late, late, late. And, uh, you know, it was at the PNC Art Center in Jersey and stuff. And, you know, Iron Maiden was with them and they had a very hard time following it's- Iron Maiden for the first probably song maybe two songs and then but song but by the time they got to the third song um i forget what it was but it was you know then it's like okay everybody that's the the band that started this is on stage right, right now so right. then it was like this then this then you get it and then you're into it even though it's not as hard and it's like you know amped up as maiden is it's still this thing that you know comes over you and that's what doesn't happen with ronnie james deal it doesn't it doesn't overcome me with this music whereas i feel those early sabbath albums is like you just listen to them in the dark and the thing with candles and shit it's like really gets into you man <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah. brewing oh. witch brew and you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, sacrificing uh, cats like it's it, it gets you there man sabbath starts in the late 60s so it's completely different sound by the time you have dio you know they basically this kind of sound starts like that whole 80s type of yeah. like you know i don't know if that's he- such metal. a good thing because it, I love it, it took well, it the 90s it the 90s to get the 60s sound back so that's which i feel point. was a better sound you mm-hmm. know 60s and 70s 
just don't get me wrong. I love the eighties for what it was, but I feel it, you know, I, I feel like you get your way with less talent in the eighties, you know, whereas oh, I, I disagree. Really? You don't, you, yes, don't think do. you think there's more talent in the eighties and the sixties and seventies? <laughs> I, I, well, are you kidding me? There's sure. no way you no. think, and you really think oh, that no. in the sixties oh. and seventies. Oh, that's a tough, more talent I, in the eighties. I, I think Even very Jimi underrated. Hendrix, I think Janis underrated Joplin. talent. There's in the, in, no way. Who do you got? Devo? Come on, dude. <laughs> no, that's Devo started in the seventies. Okay, okay, okay. But they got popular <laughs> in the eighties. Okay, don't don't miss semantics with you guys. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, come on, man. 60s and 70s. Come on. Eddie Van Halen hits his stride in the 80s. No. One band's good, but there's so much more that's happening in the 60s and 70s. Van Halen was not better with Hagar. What's up? I think the 80s is the best era of music. Okay, guys, please chime in and save me here. If you're a Twitch person, what's the best era of music? And if you say today, you can no longer be on this show. (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to say today. 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. What do you got? Talk to us. And you can say 2000s if you like that that guy that... uh, uh, What do you... The the dude that did the... um, I can't talk. Oh, Justin B. Iber? <laughs> no. <laughs> Gangnam style. Or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Sigh. Sigh. I actually like that guy. I don't know. I got, I'm so mad at Jeff for thinking the 80s was better than the 60s and the 70s. Are you Terrible. kidding? Jimi Hendrix alone wins everything. You know, it's like, come on, dude. It's like, you can't. You can't do it. Led Zeppelin, man. Led Zeppelin. I love the 60s and 70s music. I don't want to shit on that. The 80s is not better, man. Bowie sucked in the 80s. He was amazing in the 70s. Are you crazy? He was amazing in the 70s. You didn't like that album? That was a horrible album. The 70s. Wait, what year did uh, Hotel California come out? 70s. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> okay, there's, there's always an exception to the rule. <laughs> that maybe saved the scenario. I like the 70s. Uh, was anybody want to chime in? 70s. Oh, somebody chime in for something I said earlier. They said, just listen, and I think Tom Waits sounds like a rusty Louis Armstrong, not a cookie monster. <laughs> not a cookie monster. Thank you. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to chime in about the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, anyway. I, I mean, uh, I go 90s. You know really? 90s. Jeff knows 80s. Doesn't mean era's better. The 60s started everything. The 70s took it to this level. It's like even country was good in the 70s. It's like, are you going to tell me country was better in the 80s? It was not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the 60s had like this diamond ring doesn't shine for me. I mean, really? Yeah, and a little guy named Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't talk to you anymore. All right. <laughs> Adam, just say something, Adam. Help us. I was, I was going to ask how you would rank how you would rank George the decades. Strait. George oh. Jones, my friend. Anyway, I, continue. I, I was going to ask how you were going to rank uh, rank the decades from the '60s to the 2000s. Rank the decades. Yeah. Like what's better? Yeah. I think it just goes in order, except the '80s is at, at the bottom. I, I would go. Oh, uh, I would go '60s, '70s, '90s, '80s. Oh, you're so off. I'm not no off. Way. It's You're what off. I personally am, am connected to. You're always connected to the 80s because you did a lot of cocaine or something. I don't know. <laughs> you, okay, you, you went to like 80s, 
80s country. Garth Brooks had all his classic albums in the 80s. I thought that okay. was the I'm 90s. a Merle Haggard guy. No, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm a Johnny right Cash answer. guy. Um, I'm, you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm a 90s, Jennings guy. I'm a 90s, Buck Owens 60s, guy. 70s, 80s. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm a early, you know, early Dolly Parton guy. Like, I'm not, you know, Tammy Wynette. I'm not into that kind of country. I mean, I like Garth Brooks. He's talented. But Man, he's not, 90s, though. he's I'm, got one good song, Friends at Low Places. That's a good I prefer song. Chris Gaines. Come on, The Thunder Rolls. That's another great one. <laughs> he's good, but it's not something I'm going to listen to. I like the Judds. <laughs> you just like jugs. <laughs> I do. I like jugs. No, man. I think it's like, look, the 80s generated some hits. It gave, it gave us Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was never better in the 80s. Um, I'm going to I would safely say Prince was probably the best in the 80s. And it definitely gave us some gems. But I don't feel it connected to the kind of music people were making, the kind of songwriting that was happening in the 60s with the Bob Dylans and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of things that were happening in the 60s and 70s that I, kind of stopped happening in the 80s. When the 80s became MTV, it became about what you look like. It became less about the music and more about the image. And I think it, it ruined a lot of music. It made some music that was good and it popular and it was catchy. And we're all listening to the radio. We're all watching MTV. But I don't think it was breaking through like the 60s and 70s was as far as lyrically with music and some of the you know, Simon and Garfunkel, like all this shit that was happening was it was just monumental shit, man. And the 80s was just fun. The 80s was a great time. Van Halen was amazing in the 80s, you know, I mean, but I don't know. You know, I know you're a huge Van Halen fan. I'm not the biggest Van Halen fan in the world. I think Eddie Van Halen is one of the greatest guitarists, but I don't you know, I, I, I can't really go past Van Halen, too. You know, <laughs> really? Wow, you don't like dive not, it down, and it's okay. And I'm not getting into it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not getting into it. You know, I mean, I own one Van Halen album, the first one. The first you one's know. the best one. That's it is. It is. The other ones are good. I mean, Panama is a great fun time, but I don't think it's a great song. I mean, is there's that just on you know, 1984. No, that's 1984. On, 1984. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's your probably your favorite, right? Because it says no, it has the eighties no, in it. My my favorite Van Halen album <laughs> is either Women and Children First or Van Halen One. All right, and then I also kind of like for unlawful carnal knowledge. I like I like the Hagar stuff too. All right, all right, Adam, back to you. So you rank us. What is your what is your uh, your right. errors? How do you rank? I, I got to go with like the seventies. Then uh, this the the next one's tough. I think uh, I'd probably give the edge to the nineties. Uh, pretty close oh, over the 60s. So you're a 90s third. kid. You're a 90s kid. And uh, I'd actually put the 2000s ahead of the 80s. Oh, you another guy. Stop. Stop. The whole reason. You're out of I, your mind. Everything was bad in the 80s. I think the comedy was, was bad. the best decade for pop, <laughs> not for rock. The though. 80s? The 80s. The, are you? No, it's I, not. It, it was great for rock. I think it, it depends great. on you had, if you're talking. Like Queensryche. Yeah, right. You had, you had all these guys. I, 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 like right. I don't like that guy. Uh, he's got a great voice, but I don't think it works. It's like it's trying too hard. Oh. But are, are we just talking about kind of mainstream right. 80s stuff? I love him. Because oh, God. He's yeah, talented, so but I can't do it. What's a good Queensryche song? I don't know. A Cold of the Flame. Should I listen to it? Okay. Yes. What's, what's a good album? Operation Mind Crime. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. That's going to be my homework, and I'm going to get back to you because I don't know them it's well a, enough. 
It's a concept album. And okay. it, you know, it, it's a cool album. You're gonna you're gonna like All it. Right. I, I'm very curious to hear what you think of it. Yeah, I'm gonna be into it. Cool. Right, so here's cool. what we're gonna do for the month of October. This is what we're gonna do it on the air now. So we get everybody gets to jump ahead. We're gonna do your favorite goth album since it's October. <laughs> uh, it, no, but I say goth. It could be like gothic haunting music, you know, something that's okay. you know, I mean Black Sabbath is in that vein, you know, but it's like just, you know. Whatever your just you know whatever your dude with eyeliner music is, and uh, I think it'll be fun for October. But I get where everybody's coming. I get like why you like the '80s, Jeff, because you looked really good in the '80s. It was your, it was a good time for you. It was like you had a cool car. You just like you were like you were crushing the '80s. So I can see why <laughs> you would. And and Adam was crushing the '90s with his little ponytail or whatever he had. And so everybody <laughs> ponytail, Adam. No, no. No ponytail? Yeah. Okay. No ponytail. I'll, I'll have to find, I'll have to dig up some pictures from the 90s. <laughs> You're an 80s guy. And Anthony looks exactly the same. <laughs> I wasn't really crushing it until the 2000s, though. Are, are you ever really crushing? That's the exactly. <laughs> but Dustin, you're an 80s guy, too. I was. And I had a good time. Look, here's the deal. I didn't listen to great music in the 80s. I didn't Who'd listen, you to, listen to in the 80s. Who was your bands in the horrible 80s? Horrible bands until I, I got into like The Cure and all that stuff. Before that, it was like a lot of dance music that are alive. Young MC, don't just stand there, bust a move. You know what I mean? You I went down some wrong. wrong I, I like listen to bust a move today. <laughs> That's Why? a good song. Yeah, hello, dressed in yellow. Yeah, that is a good song. That is catchy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great one. <laughs> All right. I figured more people would chime in on this hilarious <laughs> conversation, but I guess well, not. No, we got, we got I think some. It, there was some exciting stuff, you know, like hardcore punk in the 80s was exciting. And then the beginning yeah, kind of hip hop was yeah, not as it, mainstream. It, and there was some exciting stuff yeah. happening. Top 40 in the 80s was not my favorite time look i'm not saying the 80s was bad think? i just think 40. it was uh, i don't like i don't like the synthesizer too much you know i felt like everybody synthed out and you the didn't 80s. like flock of seagulls eh, nobody likes flock you, didn't of like, you didn't like <laughs> nobody Iran. likes flock of seagulls oh come on man it nobody was a, likes Iran. that was a great I, I guarantee song. you had those bangs <laughs> no, no, yeah, no I, I i had it. i was more i was again i was more metal guy it was more I, yeah. Also, Jersey. No, I, well, you would have still had bangs you, then. You morphed into that a little bit, though. Like you, well, you're into you, some of that dance music stuff. I, I, I was yeah. because you had yeah. to meet girls. Like you couldn't yeah. only talk about you Sabbath. Can't, you can't. So Studio I started 54. Go- did you go? Yes, I did. Nice, nice. That's why he loves the 80s. I did love the 80s. That was I'm not 70s, gonna lie. though. That was mostly 70s, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I thought it was it, 80s. Well, it, it went into the uh, early to mid uh, early 80s, 80s, but it kind of cut but, off. But its heyday was the 70s. The 70s oh, okay. was the heyday, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, disco is, you know, the 70s had some problems, you know, a lot of bad disco and stuff. So I'm not saying the 70s, you know, crushed every era, but I think the 60s was the best. I think that's when all your amazing songwriter artists started coming through. But the 80s gave us a lot. It also gave us Motley Crue, and it gave us Poison and stuff, which I like Motley Crue, but I don't... Well, the you know. 70s gave you America also. Yeah, there was a lot a happening. Horse with no name. Better than any <laughs> Eagles song. That is not better than any Eagles song. You're so stupid. You I know, used to think that was Neil Young that? for forever. How can you hate the Eagles this much? I hate them. What did Glenn Fry ever do to you? 
He, he did a lot did he to write our Hotel ears. California? He did a lot to our ears. Yeah. Now, I don't mind. I don't mind the Eagles. I, as long as it's the greatest hits, but don't make me listen to a whole album. Um, so this has been a fun one, guys. Thank you for uh, coming in and get back to us. What's your favorite goth album? I know some of you are like twelve out there. So hit us back with your Marilyn Manson, your Cure, whatever. Hit us with that stuff next week. Uh, I believe it's going to be my turn, so I'll do I'll do the golf album on the on the beginning. But uh, thank you for listening to us, watching us. Uh, check us out, Dustin shit, Dustin's Vinyl on Instagram and Facebook, and maybe Adam will put up a couple episodes on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, Dustin, that, next <laughs> next month makes yeah. us one year that we're doing this oh that's amazing wow all right because uh, i remember last year during the, for october remember we yeah. did um rocky horror soundtrack we did maybe mm. we should end the show next week just so it's like <laughs> we should not do this another year <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys i love the show thank you guys congratulations Yay. on the world People. series of comedy thank yeah. you buddy i appreciate it gig, man i did it for that the neighborhood man tremendous. i did it for the neighborhood <laughs> neighborhood of comedy all right, we guys rock it out. Ooh, like a yeah. rainbow in the dark. <laughs> Anthony, play us out with something. Sing a song, whatever. Whatever you're going to do, it's on you, buddy. Oh, okay. I've, well, since we were talking about Dio, I was thinking maybe I'll do a song that I wrote about um, Satan. Nice. Which is Perfect. on my, uh, my, my newest album. I can't believe it's not better on all the streaming services. <laughs> of rock and roll are you there it's me anthony anyway i really want to be famous i was wondering if maybe you could help me out with that no way yahweh there is no god oh i'm sorry who's this This is the Lord of the Underworld. Oh, I must have the wrong number. I was trying to dial seven. Well, I'm afraid you've dialed wrong because you've reached 666. My mistake. Uh, but hey, since I have you on the phone, I was wondering if maybe you might consider becoming my manager. Or maybe you just have some advice on how to write a really big hit song. What should I do? All you have to do is sing about me. Because the best way to sell art is with controversy. So let's all worship Satan together. It's just for business, not for pleasure. So let's all worship Satan together. It makes everyone's career so much better. Okay, all right. I know what you're thinking. How could I ask the Prince of Darkness to be my manager? But look, all the stories you've heard about Satan, those are just rumors. You don't even know if they're true. And 
if Satan was really so bad, then why does he have so many nicknames? Where did those come from? Hmm? He must have had at least a few friends. Oh, Lucifer, you old devil, you. Let's all worship Satan together. Here's the thing. Even when they're not all that great, people just love songs about the devil. And even if the song makes a lot of money and it's a really big hit, Satan will get paid most of the royalties. You know, that was the deal. But to hell with it. I'm not even worried about anything anymore. Plus, I already sold my soul to the devil, so I could get into heaven. Let's all worship Satan together. Just for right now, it's not forever. So let's all worship Satan together. that song would have been very popular in the 80s <laughs> and that man you got committed to that song that was a pretty long song i thought that, yeah. i thought i thought i was watching fish for a second <laughs> all right <laughs> all right everybody bye bye we'll see, see you guys have a good week you too